is an eight iron and it's a dead shank. Wow. Way right. Oh, Takes a shank. hop off the path. You gotta be kidding me. Very tough pitch shot right here. You gotta hit it into the hill. One hop up and bite and it's in. Kind of like that. I would like to welcome a friend of the Sub-70 podcast, uh, Corn Ferry Tour player, fully exempt off one great season. We couldn't be more proud of him. The great Zach Fisher doing the podcast tonight. Thanks, bro, for coming on. Oh, man. I love being on with you. Well, this is, uh, you know, we've done a few of them, but this one's pretty fun this year because we're not talking about the trials and turbulations of Q School and, you know, running that gauntlet, right, which, as you well know, it doesn't take much to not get through that gauntlet. What you did last year was pretty amazing, but the good part is mission accomplished for next year, fully exempt on the Corn Ferry Tour, and onward Mm -hmm. and upward, hopefully, to the PGA Tour. So we had a very successful 2022 campaign, in my humble opinion. I don't know what your thoughts on it, but this was pretty good. It's definitely the best year I've ever had uh, in my professional golf career. Uh, the closest I've ever gotten to the PGA Tour. Um, I had a few bad breaks towards the end of the year, and uh, in the middle of the year, I uh, just kind of had some a bad mental uh, slate through there. And uh, but it's just it's so crazy how it just comes down to one shot here, one shot there, and it's not the you know the barely make you know you could make barely make the cut and then have a great finish. Um, but it's the, you know, you missed a birdie putt and you finished, you know, T5 instead of T2. And that's the big, uh, those are the big changes in the points. And I mean, everybody can go back throughout the whole year and look for, you know, three or four shots that could have, you know, completely changed the trajectory of where they're at right now. But I am treasuring this off season. I haven't had an off season in seven years. And it's been amazing to not have to think about Q school. Uh, I've got a friend of mine who is going through second stage next week. And uh, I know that battle. And uh, I'm actually going to go there and caddy for him next week. So Whoa, that's going to be put, a lot of fun. You're going to put yourself back. Are you going to get like sweats <laughs> and heebie-jeebies and stuff just even being out there? Right? Like maybe like all of a sudden you'll I pull know. in the parking lot and you'll be like, eh, I don't think I can do this. Right? Like blood pressure goes up. Because – for people who don't know, and Z, you can tell us, that's the big one. Because if you get to finals, right, mm-hmm. uh, the oh, comments, yeah. you're going to get some starts and good play gets rewarded. The second mm-hmm. stage one is tough. It's it's the worst. Uh, I mean, you go through, I think this. I think it ended up being like $6,250 or something crazy for Q School. 6000 I don't know what it was. But... You know, you paid all that money, you played great at first stage, or, you know, you just squeaked by, and you've had that that high point going to second stage. But you know if you miss at second stage, you've still just basically wasted your money. So there's, I think, arguably, there's more pressure at second stage than there is any other, at any other point in a, a person's golf career, just because it can completely change the trajectory of your whole career just by making it to final stage. Well, you last year, right? Like, what was that final round? Was it, like, how low did you go? Like, it was 
That had, I mean, that's <laughs> one of the best pressure rounds I've ever heard anybody playing, right? Like you, when you needed it, you had it, but like all of the pressure was there, right? Like there's, there was no turning oh, back. Man. This is go time. It, it honestly, like there was definitely pressure, but I was sick that week. So at the same time, you know, I didn't have I didn't have the feeling of pressure because I was just trying to get through the round. So being sick, you know, you almost have an excuse of, you know, if I don't get through, I was sick. You know, you could make that excuse. But at the same time, I probably wouldn't be playing golf right now if I don't get through second stage. Uh, financially, it just would have been really, really difficult. And, uh, you know, spending $5,000 on Q School because it was cheaper last year, uh, it's just – it's hard to it's hard to look at that while you're looking at the credit card statements. You know, the, the credit card statements going up while the bank account's going down. It's never a good sign. Yeah. And and uh, so I had so much going against me. I actually I think I'm going to on Twitter. I I wrote down every or I typed up everything that happened to me the week before and the week of second stage, and it. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna post it on Twitter just because I didn't want to forget all the crazy stuff that happened. I wanted to make sure, and I can go back and read it and see, you know, how much you know God had a hand in this because I there's no way I could have made it through all by myself. Um, I had my parents there, and they kept reminding me, you know, if if God wants you to get through this thing, He's gonna allow you to get through it. And if He doesn't, you know, maybe you don't play golf anymore. Maybe you do. It's it's up to Him. And I don't even know. I, I cracked my driver that week. My dad went to a golf store called Golf Plus in Dothan. They loaned me that driver. And <laughs> without that driver, I had with no the, chance. Yeah, with the closed face. You're just like, okay, yeah. <laughs> pull hooks with it. Let's, we're playing Zero chance. Hooks. I know. And, and <laughs> who knows? I mean, there's just so many crazy things. But, yeah, I think I'm going to go on Twitter and I'm going to post the whole story and because, I mean, it, it just – I can't take any credit for it. There's just no way. Well, you got to take some because there's there's hard work and talent and belief and family and faith and all that stuff in your life comes together at one point in time, but you do have a hand in it. It's a, it's a myriad of factors, right? I mean, you could put <laughs> me out there and it's not going to happen, so there is some talent <laughs> you have versus, you know, even a, a good amateur like, player. It's like studying for a test, right? Like. I feel like every time I go out to practice, it's like I'm studying for the bar exam or, you know, whatever it may be. And, you know, Q school is the bar exam. And if you don't study for that test, you're not going to get through it, right? Um, But at the same time, you do, you need, you know, people to encourage you and get through that, you know, through those tough times of you don't want to study. And, you know, it it is, it's discipline. There's a lot of discipline. Um, But, at the same time, I still got to give God all the glory at the same time. And you've got a great family behind you, which helps. Absolutely. And a great friend. Well, <laughs> most of the time. No, that would be a lot you. of good friends. Every, everybody, everybody's listening. <laughs> yeah, but you've got a lot of good support system and people that care for you, which helps, right? Like Because it is like the hardest thing in the world of getting through three stages of Q school. But, <laughs> all right, so you're, you're going back to the grinder, and now you're working for somebody. So how do you change your mindset? from tour player to caddy to not put what you would do in that situation. Yes, you've got years on tour and experience, so you're going to speak up, but then how do you change that gear in your head to help your guy this week who now you're working for? Man, so we play golf together all the time, which is going to be a good thing, right? 
you know, I know I know his game just about. I mean, he knows my game as well as I know it, and I know his game just about as well as he knows it, which is a good thing, right? I mean, the only way we're going to work together and I can know when to speak up or shut up in some cases is just because we know each other really well. But it's going to be really difficult because I have no control over anything, right? I'm not used to... I'm not used to not hitting the shots. It's going to be so hard to just stand there and watch him hit it. And I think it's going to be way more nerve wracking than playing for sure. You had no control, right? You're used to having control of the outcome. And now you're just like, oh. you're giving advice, yardage, psychological right. support. Literally. And sometimes it is a kick in the ass and sometimes it's a hug. And sometimes <laughs> it's just getting away from the guy, right? Like, I don't want to talk to you right exactly. now. So like, like away. And you, yeah, it is an interesting, you know, a lot of really good caddies, though, played tour. I mean, played on tour, right? I think of, like, you know, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. He played on, you know, the, um, you know, Asian tours, you know, Sunshine Tour for years. Right? A lot of those guys played somewhere. It just seems like there's a different, I think it brings a lot to the table, right? Like, because you understand what the player is going through. And you also yeah, understand 100%. what the role of the caddy is. And then, you know, you, you flip sides. Well, it's kind, of, it. it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, taking advice from a teacher who, you know, who played the tour or has played professional golf in their life versus someone who has basically just done research all their life. It's right. kind of the same principle with caddying. Uh, and, and I think there is tour caddies out there who have experience, even if they, they haven't played golf or professionally and they just do it recreationally, they know the gig. So it's a little bit different, but if it's just somebody off the street, or one of your buddies who has no idea about golf, yeah, it's. I mean, that could be a good thing because he could keep you light. I was just gonna say you'd be but, laughing all the time, right? I mean, yeah, that right. that could be a good thing, but it won't last, you know, too no, long. Because at like some one, point, that that's a honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, that's one special week where you just need to like relax for the week in a in a tour event and have a buddy out there for the week. Exactly. But you don't want exactly. to on tour the whole year. You need no. a professional caddy, not your not your right. buddy making you laugh. Um. Mm -hmm. Off season, so now we have an official off season, which you said you are enjoying and you should. But I know you pretty well. You're going to be working <laughs> on some things. So mm -hmm. let's. What's the game plan? Are we doing? Is it more working out? Different trainer? Different things we're doing? What are we doing with the golf swing? What are we doing with the mental approach? Like, how are we after a great season going to top this season in 2023? Like, what's the game plan here? <sighs> Basically, my three, my kind of my my goals I'm looking at is I'm trying to increase my ball speed, and that goes with I'm trying to get in the gym and get stronger. I'm trying to gain good weight and get rid of the bad weight. So I probably won't change much in weight. I just change in in more body fat, body mass. Uh, that those are my my big goals. The, the hardest thing for me right now is, you know, having a little girl. And being at home is eating correctly. It's yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. I don't I don't see how people do it. Uh, we had to I had to go and do like the the home chef or whatever where they you know they send you meals yeah, and yeah. it's portioned it's portioned out to you know what you're supposed to eat. And I think it's it's definitely helping right now. But man, it, it is hard to not just go you know get some ice cream or something at the end of the day. You know you're just tired and. You're tired. I, you know, I went to the I went to the gym today, and uh, it seems like every single day I'm doing actually a lot of swimming. So 
that's kind of where I'm trying to, you know, lose the body fat, but still gain the mass. Um, easier on your body too, right? Cause you gotta be a little right. tired and beat up at the end of the year, right? You guys all 100%. are. Right. Like, yeah, hundred percent. After that season, you're not in the same shape you were at the start of it. It's wear and tear. Yeah. And the biggest thing I'm really trying to change is I'm trying to change the size of my arms, like my forearms, because my swing coach got onto me the other day and he was saying that, you know, I'm risking a little bit of injury because he said that his, uh, some of, if you put three fingers together, basically it's the size of his wrist or the size of my wrist. Cause my wrist is so just, it's not frail, but I just don't have a bunch of mass. And so I'm tr- my bit, my other goal I'm trying to do is I'm trying to gain two, uh, links in a watch. Yeah. For, so that's, I'm trying to just get bigger forms. And I think that would help me just maintain, uh, you know, angles through impact more proper. And, uh, so I'm changing that. And then golf swing wise, I'm trying to change. So my legs get a little bit, man, I don't even know how to explain it. My knees want to dive around. And so I don't transfer weight properly. So I don't ever get into my left side, which means I can't post up. And then, you know, since I have a very rotary golf swing, it doesn't want to, the club doesn't want to go around my body. It just kind of wants to go out to right field. And so basically I'm trying to clean up the legs to basically make the upper body work properly. So is it subtle? Like, or can you see it on video where with you and your coach and you're kind of like, Oh yeah, I, I see it coach. And we got to get this. Cause you're, you, yeah. you don't have like any sort of, I would call it like, an old school sort of hands, handsy action. Your golf right. swing. It's very rotational. It's very set at the top and your power comes from the rotation and, right. and, and you have a very stable club head. And I'm sure that's where the forearms come with that as well. Being stronger of if, if you can get rotary speed up and stabilization better, you're mm-hmm. going to be longer and straighter, which is what we're trying to do here. I mean, I'm very, I'm not a very strong person in the upper body. I have reasonably strong legs, but my upper body is so weak and, I, my ball speed is, you know, in the low 170s. So I've got to think if I can get stronger, I could definitely get my ball speed up just just by getting stronger. Because you look at the people who have, you know, the really the really high ball speeds, they're either using a ton of leverage, you know, Cameron Champ, where it just, you know, it, the golf club looks like it's doing crazy things because of physics, or it's just brute strength, which would be like Bryson and you know Kepka and yeah. people like that. Where they're and built so like I just small kind of linebackers be, and just strong yeah. naturally. It's just if they didn't work out, they would still be thick. Right. So I kind of want to be in between there. I don't. I definitely don't want to be thick. Um, and I'm never going to have the lag that Cameron Champ has. So, but I mean, I do have a, a quite a bit of load on the shaft. So I just need to get stronger. I think that's the biggest thing. So that, that's what we're looking at. Do you work out during the season much, like during the week of a tour event, or are you saving as much energy as you can while you're out there? I mean, I tried to do it during the year, but it's such a it's such a beating of a season. I think that next year I'm probably going going to since the season next year is going from January to October instead of January to uh, late August. Uh, I think we're going to have you know four or five weeks. We're in the same amount of events. They're they're announcing the schedule tomorrow, so I'm assuming we're going to have four or five extra weeks where I could you know take two weeks off, and so that way I don't I don't get as exhausted and I can you know do maintain body weight and body mass or the correct way. But the hardest thing during the season is eating correctly, 
Because once you're done, you're tired, you're hungry, and first the only thing you want to do is go through a drive-through. You're just like, get me to the hotel. Right, mentally exhausted. I mean, it's a it's a it's a full day between getting ready mm-hmm. to go, the mental focus that it takes. I mean, you can see why you know if you're Tiger Woods or whatever, you would have a personal chef back at the house so you can eat healthy, go back. It's done for you, right? Like that would be the easiest yeah. thing in the world, right? Healthy, high protein, 100%. ready to go, like. I can see why those guys travel with chefs. You know, it just, yeah. that would make life easy. Because like I said, you are beat at the end of the day. But, like I'm sure your trainer would tell you, and we all, you know, it's hard, but like, right, keeping that high protein, keeping the plan together, hopefully helps in the long run of the full season. So like you said, you don't have that loss of strength throughout the season or the body just getting as beat up, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, for sure. That's that's a that's the biggest thing, and and I wish I had a personal chef. I really do. Me Maybe too. I just need that would to do. Be great. I need to do. I need to do those chef, and uh, I need to do the home chef, but it needs to travel. I wonder if that's a uh, a <laughs> business like, venture I can get into. <laughs> mail it out to you or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Follows the tour. <laughs> yeah, I I like. I remember like I got like pretty chunky in my late twenties. Like, you know, the story in my early thirties, I had to lose a, like 30 pounds. Cause it was just like going out all the time and stuff. And my, like <laughs> my vitals were bad. I had fun getting there, <laughs> but like I had to like literally like just like the only fast food I was eat, would eat would be like subway. Yeah. Like a Turkey sandwich. Like, yeah. I just had to like shut off this other stuff was around like, and just be like, I'm going to mm-hmm. get a six inch Turkey sub. It worked. Like I lost the weight. It yeah. sucked. It's 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 not fun. And no, it's no, not. because it does like an Arby Arby's sounds a thousand times better, but <laughs> I'm with you there. But I remember it was like I ate like nine million like six inch turkey sandwiches from Subway with no cookies. You and Jared, huh? You and yeah, Jared. Yeah, this was like about guy. this was about like well, because it was like I was busy and I was like, All right, like what option is there that's like somewhat healthy? It's like this is way better than McDonald's, so I, right. I, I saved like a ton of Subway. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> that's, that's so it's, funny. It, it's so much fun to eat worse than good, though. It really is. Well, the good thing the the thing that stinks too is like if you're trying to eat good, like you try to go to you know like a BJ's brew house or something, and you get the salmon or you know something light, but that's a, you know that's a forty five minute add on to your day, right? Right. And which isn't a that's not a big deal if you've played early. But if you, you know, you finish at 6.30 and, you know, you're going to add another 45 minutes and then you got to take a shower and then it all adds up and the next thing you know, it's, you know, it's 10, 10 o'clock and then you have a 6.45 or 7.15 tea time. And this, so you're waking up at 5 in the morning. It's just, a, just this, beating. This is why we're going to eventually get, you know, you're going to get the private jet and the chef and it's going to be way easier yeah. when you're playing the PGA Tour and winning out there. It's going to be <laughs> so much better. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we got that in the off season. Uh, what what was like? Just take one or two of the biggest things because this is not the first time you've been on the Corn Fairy Tour exempt, but it's the best performance. Mm-hmm. So, what changed this year? Is it experience? Are you a better golfer? Just like mentally better? All of it? Like what changed for you to be consistently as good as you were this season from the first kind of go around you had out there? You know, I don't know if I can point out. One thing that is better, uh, I definitely say my mental attitude and uh, just being, you know, grateful for 
for being out there, having an attitude of gratitude, uh, you know, that whole cliche, uh, just because I remembered, you know, not having status from 18 to 21 and, you know, just trying to search for that, that opportunity, sending out sponsor exemption requests and getting shot down or them dragging you out and saying, Hey, yeah, you, I think we may have a spot and then it fills up or, you know, I would, I would have a spot for you, but so-and-so got it. And I had, a, I had a pretty bad point where I was pretty bitter just about not just, just expecting exemptions and not receiving them, which is not a, a good way of, you know, living life in general, but going through that and having my daughter having an amazing wife, you know, just the support system is, it's just, it's just, I'm just in a better spot mentally. And then also I did a lot of work on my golf swing. I still have work to do, like I said, but a lot of work on my golf swing. My putting has improved greatly. Uh, I got some amazing irons and wedges from you that everybody who, who is hitting sub 70 is, you know, knows how high quality that stuff is. Oh, and I appreciate that. And we're humbled you play it, but I appreciate it. <laughs> but I, I just think it's just a combination. Going through, and I think this is, let's see, I started playing golf in 2011. So this is my 11th year of playing professional golf. And there's a reason why people break out in their 30s because my teacher just said, my teacher Jeff Jones, he always says, you go through every single day and every single day you're stacking a brick on top of another. And you, and every single time, you know, you hit one chip shot, it's just another little pebble that you're putting into a brick and then that brick gets stacked on another one each single day. And the next thing you know, you know, you have a really tall wall and you go, you know, go into battle with this wall and it's, it's a, it's just a great thing to have. And the only way you can do it is just, you know, building, building it brick by brick. And it's just, it's hard to explain exactly the feeling of going into it and having experience, but if something, you know, every, something goes off of, off the rails, you can turn back to something that just happened, you know, five years ago even. And something you had learned about, you know, bunker play, if you aren't hitting good bunker shots. And like a big example for me is, is whenever my bunker game is struggling, I'll just get an eight iron out and try to hit bunker shots with an eight iron. And you realize how easy it is to hit it with a 60 once you try to hit it with an eight iron. Right. Like those kind of little things. Or if I'm pulling my putts, you know, I need. I know I need to give it a little bit more acceleration because I'm probably decelerating. Or if I'm pushing them, I'm probably taking it a little bit outside, and I need to feel more of a hook stroke. Just things like that that I have a tendency to write down, and so I'll go through my phone and see my tendencies. and And people learn those tendencies, and it's easier to to fix things on the fly. You could be on the third hole, and you hit. You've hit. I've hit two pushes, and I know. Wait a second! I'm probably getting out a little bit out in front of it. So you can, because golf, all golf is, is about you know changing something. You don't you don't want to keep doing the same thing, or you're going to get the same exact result. So you're going to keep trying to make adjustments to make it to where you can hit that ball straight. And it's just easier to do that when you have experience. 
Also, too, don't you think the experience comes in where, and I don't know this to be true, so I'm going to ask the question. I honestly don't know the answer to it. When you're younger and you're a stud out of college and you're, you know, you expect perfection and you're going to go out there and you got on tour pretty quick and you're going to do it. And and does it come with maturity and time that realizes like golf's really hard? No one is perfect. You rarely hit perfect golf shots. So now if you're one over par through five holes, there's no panic switch anymore. You're like, okay, the odds are I'm going to make two or three or four coming in. We're going to sneak out of here with a 70 or 69, not my best stuff, but is it easier to kind of write that ship than it does when you're, you know, you're young, not that you're old, but like you're coming out of college with guns a blazing and you're expecting the expectation is at a level that no professional golfer plays at. Is it, is it sort mm-hmm. of like, do you gain that perspective a little bit as you mature and go through that 11 years of, of doing it? I think that that the, the fact that you're a young college kid that comes out, I think it's a double-edged sword for you. I think it's a great thing because if you can follow people, the trajectory of let's take out, you know, the Justin Thomases and the people who are straight out of college and John Rahm and the guys like that, who have, who are the top players in the world. You can, you get their anomalies, right? Let's go down to, let's go down to like the Scotty Scheffler and like that kind of range, right? So Scotty came out and he didn't have immediate success. He was playing the all pro tour for a couple of years before he even got to the corn fairy tour. And he was, he was an unbelievable college kid. Right. So you, you have, you have that point, but then you also have guys that, that come out of college guns a blazing. And then the next thing you know, they're out of, they're out of golf. Just because they're, they're just because they have they had they had the whimsical feeling of coming out of college and playing professional golf and maybe not even PGA Tour golf. Let's just say they they made Corn Ferry or PGA Tour Canada or you know they just had some success, right? So they they come out and they ha- they have all the success and you know they get to PGA Tour Canada in their first year and then they play Canada and maybe they get to Corn Ferry Tour and everything's brand new it's it's almost like a honeymoon for for just being freshly married everything's new everything's fun but then the next thing you know they start struggling maybe they get the snap hooks or the major blocks or you know something that it's normally off the tee related more than it is around the green just because I've learned in in my time that the driver is the most important club in the bag that that I just feel like there's not even an argument to be made, but somebody starts struggling in that. And the Valley that you get into when you can't figure out why you're hitting it that way can literally tear your career apart. And so I think the, the whimsical, the, Man, I'm, this is my first two years on tour. Golf's so easy. Next thing you know, they're they, you know they're skipping a few days of practice because they think they got it figured out. I'm basically speaking from experience because this is exactly what happened to me in 2017. Why I lost my card and the valley I went through was arguably the worst 
some of the worst uh, the times in my life just around like my athletic performance. And I almost quit. I, I know I would have quit if my wife wouldn't have been here and if I wouldn't have had my coach, Jeff Jones. And I think that's one of the reasons why I've had so much more success is because I went through that valley and I went through, you know, I went through the fire. Um, and the only way you, you can really purify something is to get it through fire. And I made it out of the fire, thank goodness. And I think that's what, I think that's really the reason why I'm having all uh, so much more success now than I even had beforehand. Just because I got out of the whimsical phase and went through the fire, and hopefully, I just, I mean, I'd love to get back on the whimsical phase. That'd be great. But we all know that's probably not going to happen <laughs> because yeah. I've already, I've already been there. Yeah, right? I was like, just going to say, I can't go back. you're a seasoned professional at this point, right? right. It is what it is. Like you've got, it's how do you erase the 11 years of doing it? Like it's there. Right. Like yeah. that's in the resume. But it's different. There's still a joy, right? Oh yeah. There's still yeah. the joy there. I mean, I, lo- I love playing golf, and and I think I've accepted that. I realize that I'm not the person who can you know, go home and just like get away from golf. Like I literally turn it back. I turn it back on once I'm back at home. Like I love watching golf. Um, so it's just, I, I could go out my, I've, I've been told that I could go out and play with four nuns and have fun. And it's pretty <laughs> true probably. Well, you, so, depends uh, on the nuns, but I mean, you know, <laughs> they, they do like to have a, you know, you can, you can get a little whiskey going in them and tell, <laughs> tell nun jokes. It'd be perfect. Like, I think playing with four nuns would be very entertaining. Um, no, I hear you. You know, I love it as well. I can work in it all day. I don't have the talent you have, obviously, but I, I love it like you do, right? Where yeah. do I do on my vacations, even though I work in golf all the time, I go on golf vacations. I mean, that should tell you something. Um, I, I know I talked to you earlier about this. You didn't know at the time. But I think it's a good podcast topic. Where does this, you know, if you make the PGA Tour next year, wonderful, everyone's happy. But have you, because of the PGA Tour now owning part of the European Tour, is there a possibility? Like, how is that all going to stack now? Like, because there's always the argument: well, what's the second best tour in the world? Is it European DP Tour or Corn Ferry Tour? And then, right, because you have guys go back and forth on that side. So, has there been any indication from the PGA Tour, like, is the Corn Ferry Tour changing where you would have easier access to some European, or sorry, DP World Tour events now? Like, is there any semblance between both entities now of you being able to expand where you're potentially playing? I don't know what the metric of that would be, but is there any indication of that yet, of trying to bring all three together more? I haven't. I Honestly, Jason, I haven't even heard anything about the DP World Tour. They haven't even told us exactly what's going to happen this year. The only thing I know from from this coming year is the only thing they've even – told us is that the last four events so there's not going to be a corn fairy tour finals anymore so there's not going to be you know the 25 cards that come from the pga tour uh or come from the corn fairy tour go to the pga tour you're gonna have 30 cards that come from the regular season and that's it that's all you got but the last four events of the year are going to be uh they're going to be kind of like the fedex cup type thing where uh, so we all we normally play 156 fields, but the fourth to last is going to be 144. The next one's going to be 125. The next one's going to be 90, and then the final event is only going to be 75 people. And that's to get the 30 cards. So right, the, 
so you don't have your card kind of wrapped up probably until that let's call it playoff run is officially over. Exactly right. So so then so, how do the tour guys on the big tour call it that come back? How do they where are they going then to try to get their rights back? Because they used to go play in those so, last three events. Yeah. So this is where it gets tricky, right? So once the because I guess I'm pretty sure they're having the FedEx Cup because I keep seeing the advertisement for it. So they're still having the FedEx Cup. And so once the FedEx Cup starts, I'm assuming that these guys are going to be done for the year and then they go to the final stage of Q school. So that these guys would be the 126 to 200 maybe, 126 to 150. Yeah, so I'm, the, I'm, that's the old school way of doing it then. Right. So they're and, not going to have them competing. Oh, that's so interesting. Really? So then, you so gotta, I, that's what that's what I'm, I mean. That's the only thing I can figure out because they're not going to come to our tour because that's that's I know that's not going to happen. So I don't know if they're going to have their own little play-in tournament thing. Uh, I mean, all these are or, or are do you just questions. go back to Q school and say here it is, right? Like you're back at yeah, but they're only offering five cards through Q school. PGA Tour cars are too school. Do you think they're doing that to maybe get the younger talent up quicker? Am I saying that right way? You found where I'm going with this? Where it's... You're saying like PGA Tour University guys? Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm saying does the PGA Tour want to get the younger guys from the Corn Ferry Tour up on the PGA Tour quicker versus, use argument's sake, the 43-year-old guy going back down those three events, getting his card... Are they trying to get more fresh faces from the Corn Ferry Tour up? So then if you lose your privileges on the PGA Tour, they're going to make that road to retain your card harder, which it will be if you're going back to the final stage of Q School. Right, right. I I honestly have no idea like what their thought process is on it. Um, I mean, obviously, they're getting. I think they're getting away from the FedEx Cup because they're going away from the wraparound season. So I don't I'm not 100 percent sure they could still be doing the FedEx Cup, but they you know, they're doing, I think, maybe 10, seven tournaments at the end of the year. They're going to be like twenty five million dollar purses or something that they announced. So I'm just not I feel like they need to give us a spreadsheet or like a PowerPoint or something on exactly how things work, because if you start doing the math on final stage, like it kind of turns into a nightmare. Because just about the the most amount of people they can have at final stage <coughs> is really probably 160, 170. And if you take, you know, the 126, 200, that's 75 people right there. And then you take the 31 to mm-hmm. uh, 75 is another 45 people just right there. I mean, that's, that's... Yeah, that's not counting guys getting through second stage, right? So how right. do you do this? So, so, like, it limits second stage. Um, and I think that's why they made that announcement about PGA Tour Canada and Latin America about their, uh, you know, them. I think number one is the only person who's going to have full status on Corn Ferry. The other guys aren't going to have any status. They just go to second stage just because they're running out of room right. for the guys. So It would be interesting I, I when it gets know. all laid out, right? Like, because... It sounds if they do it that way, you could be relegated, for lack of a better word, out of the PGA Tour pretty quick. 
Yeah. Right? I mean, you have a bad yeah. season and you don't perform at Q school. Yeah, you're uh, gone. Right. Um, and, and then the other complicated thing is, is so, like, I finished 36th on the tour this year. Would I be able to go to final stage to try to get my PGA Tour card through those, like, five cards that they offer from PGA, uh-huh. from, from Q school? Because I feel like I would be have the option if I if I really wanted to pay my five thousand. I was just going to say, would you pay your five Gs for the five spots? <laughs> How does that work? Or are you not allowed to? Or or would yeah? Because then would you be exempt into the final stage? I don't know. I I don't know. This is these are all questions that uh, I, I'm. I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna send an email or talk to you know player relations just because I want to figure this stuff out. I'd like to because people ask questions and I'm kind of like just curious and I'm just as curious as they are. Right, sort of my like, how does this all work together now with these changes? Right, um, it'll be interesting to see how it how it all comes together. And like I said, mm-hmm. do they use their larger ownership of the DP World Tour in this? flow between corn Ferry, pga tour and dp world tour yeah that's i mean it's these are all these are all good questions that i think need to be answered for sure guess we'll find out um <laughs> i know your buds with uh Zalatoris. any updates without getting anything too personal of how his back's doing you hear anything of i mean it's such a great win for him he seems like such a good dude i know you guys have you know uh business relations with with simon's bank and and that stuff but no how he's doing and tough break for that kid, um, you know, after oh, man. his son. That's, I mean, that's so brutal. Uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that it actually happened, uh, happened to him, you know, pretty much at the worst time possible right after he wins his first tour event. Um, and he would have been on President's I, Cup team for sure. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he would have had a great shot at winning the FedEx Cup. Right, so, right. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it really, it really stinks for him. Uh, I, uh, I've honestly, I, I played some, uh, I played some mini tour golf with him because he's another example of somebody who didn't make it immediately. And, uh, he definitely has figured it out. And, uh, but, uh, all the Simmons bank stuff that we've done, I think we'll probably do some sort of golf outing this uh, fall that they're trying to organize, uh, but I, I'm sure he'll just be showing up. And, I say he'll be hitting putts and giving golf yeah, lessons on the range. I, don't, right? I, I think he may be doing some chipping at the most. But I don't. I don't think the surgery was super invasive. So I think that he probably is to the point where he's at least seeing pitch shots. But uh, not 100 percent sure on that. Yeah, you know, it just does that. You know, you hope that injury is a one-time thing. It's not a you know thing he fights the rest of his career. You know, as much torque yeah. as he puts on it and Gosh. positions he gets to. Like, I would do it's that once and he would be just cart me off to the hospital immediately, <laughs> right? Like, uh, you know, he's he's pretty limber. So hopefully he comes back. I, you say he's a good guy, which he, he Oh, yeah, like he's that. a super nice guy. I mean, you, listen to him talking about, uh, the. I think it was whenever they were discussing Liv and uh, the PGA Tour, and I saw that interview with him, and he was talking about how, he had made, I think he said, $13 million on PGA Tour this year. And that wasn't a brag. He was making a point about how if he can't live on $13 million, right. like, what does that say about him? Yeah. Right. yeah. And, and so uh, I was like, that's, I mean, that's kind of the point I've been making to people is like, you can have too much money, if that makes sense. Like, there's a point where money is 
like you you don't need you don't if you have two million dollars a year i mean honestly like i think you're pretty set there's a, there's what people in this world who yeah. what are you yeah, buying right it's exactly. $175,000 a month like what are you buying right yeah now now if you live in california maybe a different story <laughs> no, i'm just kidding <laughs> well there's not a whole lot of tour players living in california that or illinois so right that's why you go to nevada texas you know florida yeah. that's right so but uh yeah he's a he's a super nice guy and uh very grounded and uh, I definitely I uh, hope he can definitely get back to where he was. It's hard not to root for him. Mm-hmm. It really is. And he's got some fire in him. He's got some fire in him too. That's another reason I like him. I mean, he's uh, he he says what's on his mind, but uh, you know, he's not going to throw anybody under the bus or you know, say anything to to offend anyone or anything like that. So he's. He's definitely a he's a good guy for sure. Well, in watching him conduct himself being so close to these majors, like he was like very honest in the press rooms afterwards. Like I like his attitude. He was sort of like there's some good here and there's some bad here. I'll take the good, but like he could kind of he didn't sugarcoat too much. Mm-mm. I like no. that about him, right? Like he's pretty honest, you know, and sometimes yeah. you guys have to be guarded even for your own ego or whatever it is, but he's he's pretty much like he calls balls and strikes as he sees them. I think I, I like that about him. Yeah. He seems very genuine. Yeah, it's it's the it's the thing about you know you don't want to hear the same athlete yeah athlete interview after after a round or after a tournament. You know, it's kind of like the coach's interview. We didn't do good things today, or you know, we're trying to get special teams and the offense and the defense to be better. Like just the generic things. He gives details and you know what he was feeling in the moment and. It's it's refreshing to hear somebody's honesty and and just being putting themselves you know to be vulnerable out there. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, because a lot of times you're going to answer the question without saying anything. If that makes yeah, sense, yeah, exactly. Right? You just you yeah. know, I'm grinding, uh, I'm close, great experience, love the fans, I'm happy but disappointed. But he's more right. like he's he'll let you know what he's feeling. Like I, I like yeah. That. You know, from that step, don't know him, but I like it. I like, you know, I, I like the way he's sort of, he's a little bit different. He's a little bit more honest. Yeah. He's a little bit more putting himself being vulnerable, right? In the press mm-hmm. room. But I think people respond to him like, I kind of like that Zelatoris kid. Hits it hard and I kind of dig his attitude. So hoping, you know. I think, I think people were kind of gearing, you know, that way. You know, Justin Thomas is kind of like that too, where he, he'll just kind of speak his mind. And if you don't like it, you know. You can uh, you don't have to root for me. It's kind of that whole that whole thing, and and there's a point where that can be arrogance, but at the same time, it's kind of cool to hear somebody just be honest. Yeah, or but he'll also call a ball on himself too. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, like yeah, I, 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 he's refreshing, and I like the way the kid plays. So hopefully his back is good, and he can no pun intended come back to the tour next year. I think he's good for it out there. I think people enjoy watching him. Oh, for sure. All right, sure. Fin- final one. You're traveling all over the United States, South America, all over the place to play on this, on, on, on the professional Corn Ferry Tour, the, the Corn Ferry Tour, right? So you're all over the place. Is there mm-hmm. one or two places you went this year that was like a total surprise of like how good either the golf course was, the food that night, the town itself? Because I know this is not your first rodeo, but there's still some like, surprises out there when you're traveling the world playing professional golf out there that you kind of went well this was kind of cool and i didn't expect it 
So playing the tour um, in 2017, I got to experience some of the tournaments uh, that we've already played. Uh, so, but the new the new tournaments were really cool, and I played. I had my best tournament this year actually at the Simmons Bank Open. So I've got to definitely say that was probably my favorite one, especially. Simmons Bank, you know, treated all of us incredibly well, uh, and it was just an awesome event. Only five hours from home for me, so family got to come out. They they just treated my family like royalty, and that that was just that was a PGA Tour like experience, even better than any PGA Tour event I've I've played in, just because it, I was treated so great. The golf course was awesome and i played really really well right like that's that's perfect uh but the the colorado event was really really cool and the food was really really good they they treated the caddies incredible they gave the caddies the same spread we had and the golf course you know you could see the continental divide in the background it was a it was a really really special special place too i i really really enjoyed it and then uh, the Chicago event got to come see you and stay at your place and uh, see Jack and Henry and Sherry and it was uh, that was an awesome event and Dad caddy for me which was super special. So that's a good golf course. Yeah, Glen, it is. Glen Club it's solid, a really good right? Golf like course. that's a really solid. Like you could totally have a PJ Tour event out there as well. Yeah, no question yeah, it's about a, it's it. A, right, like it's, it's a good. nice place. Yeah, yeah, right. Like and it, it almost kind of you know. It's long enough, but there's some birdies to be made. Like it almost feels like a TPC type of golf course already. Like you could totally hold a tour event out in that golf course, and it would hold its own. Hundred mm-hmm. yeah. percent. Well, you know, I'm excited next year, 2023. Um, heck of a year, Z. I mean, to 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 get through Q School, like you know, I know you want to get in the PGA Tour. They all do. Everyone does. But out of Q school to finish where you did the consistency that you had as a pretty solid, pretty solid campaign. And I know it's onward and upward, but uh, I know we're very proud of you. And as your friend, I'm, you know, extremely like happy for you uh, to accomplish what you've accomplished because just, you know, like I said, to go out there and keep your card. I, I, I know other friends of mine who didn't keep their card, you know, out there. it's hard. <laughs> yeah. The level of oh, competition man. on the corn Ferry tour. It's, I mean, you know, people don't realize how good the guy who is 119th on the money list really is. Go play golf against him. You'll get drummed, <laughs> right? Like, it's uh, no, that right? deep. It's that deep. So It really is. It's, I mean, it is that, it's that difficult. And it was, it was a, a huge blessing this year to, to have such a great year. And um, definitely have, you know, like, like we talked about some goals for next year. Um, but it like, it's just been, it's been awesome to have the off season. And, uh, whenever they played the first event in Napa, it honestly didn't hurt my feelings that I wasn't there. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was pretty, I was pretty drained for sure. Well, get yourself ready for next season. We're going to be watching. And also too, if people want to follow you on Twitter, what's your handle? What's the best way to, for people to find you on social media? Yeah, I get on I get on Twitter uh, quite a bit. I'm gonna start I'm gonna try to start posting more. I'm just terrible at it, but my handle I think is at Zach Z A C K Fish F I S C H three. Perfect. And then and then I think Instagram is Z Fisher Golf. Yeah, I think that's what it is. 
Well, we'll, we'll we'll put it out there if it's not if it's not correct. Let us know. We'll have, we'll have Jake edit this at the end. But yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Congratulations on a fantastic run at 2022 and onward upward for 23. Oh, thanks, Jason. I appreciate it, and I appreciate everything Sub 70's done for me. You guys have uh, stuck with me, and uh, you know through the through the bad, and uh, whenever I was you know starting to do a little bit better, and uh, it's been an awesome friendship and an amazing relationship. Well, we couldn't be more proud, uh, you know, to watch you out there. And, you know, we all, we, you know, I do my little part and you do the big part of it. Like I said, you've got the talent. We're just a little portion behind you, hopefully helping you out. But we appreciate the, the friendship first more than anything. And then, like I said, we're just so proud of everything from a golf standpoint that you accomplished this year. So looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a great year for sure.